In these harrowing times, three women step forward to expose the ridiculous and untrue stories bouncing around the internet and the world. Basically, a feminist librarian, geologist, and public health expert walk into a bar and discuss the stuff that we know is a little off the center of true. This is The Triple Hoax. When she isn't talking with Bess and George for the triple hoax, Nancy is a public health professional with an MPH, Master's of Public Health. She also majored in human biology in undergraduate. Her interests include feminism, dogs, ice cream, and the Americans on FX. Librarian by day, podcaster by night, Bess enjoys long books and forced snuggles with her cats. She has a degree in books, her Master's in Library and Information Science. She's a walking, knitting, cardigan-wearing, cat-owning stereotype. Hello, all. I, George, bring a background of general science, specifically a degree in Earth Systems Science. Specifically dirt. I like rocks. There, I said it. Okay. I have used my dirt knowledge to educate underserved kids about how awesome nature is and what we need to do to mitigate climate change, and I am very passionate about environmental justice. My hobbies include reading, writing, One Direction, and memes. All right. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of The Triple Hoax. Uh, This week, our intrepid sleuths will be uh, trying to answer the question, when will our robot overlords ascend to power? (laughs) When is AI going to take over the world? I mean, the answer might surprise you. It might. I'm your host for this week, Bess, with my beautiful co-hosts. Nancy. Hi, I'm, I'm and Nancy. George. Hello. Uh, Nancy's husband, uh, longtime listener, first time caller, <laughs> Ned Nickerson. Welcome to the show, Ned. Hi. Hello, welcome. Thank you. He's an engineer. He knows a lot of stuff. He's That's very handsome. We- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> She's not biased at all either. No. That's nope. the, no. That's why he's here. Those reasons. Mm hmm. All right. So, I mean, I guess we kind of want to start off talking about there's lots of different kinds of AI. Enlighten us, Ned. Wait, what? Me? (laughs) (laughs) What different kinds of AIs are there? I, I, well, I should clarify. I'm not a specialist in AI. (laughs) Who happens to know a little bit about AI. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. There are four different basic types of AI because I did some research. Good. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, I know. So there are reactive machines, like reactive artificial intelligences. That the the big um, example for that one would be Deep Blue, uh, the IBM's chess playing AI. Hmm. Um, so it plays with a human, like you play with it. And yeah, that's, that's why yep. it's reactive. Yeah, it, but it doesn't it doesn't contain any memory of the past. Um, all it has in its brain is chess-specific rule books, hmm. and when it it analyzes the board and then makes, makes a move, decisions. yeah. Okay. So it's okay. reacting to what happens. There is limited memory AI, which uh, can look into the past a little bit. There mm-hmm. are 
theory of the mind AI, which is like the future AI, like the ones that... That's what we want. That's Yeah, the ones that predict. would be able to predict and think and like humans. That's found useful for like weather yeah. or earthquakes. Well, so mm -hmm. the first two types of AI are ones that we have. Hmm. These, these second two are projections, like basically like the steps that artificial intelligence would take. So... Do they have a time frame for like when those would develop? No, this is just like general AI. Oh, okay. It's like a, it's a goal. It's like a dream board. Right. So the last one is obviously self-awareness. So. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Right. So the, the third one was theory of the mind. Yes. And then self-awareness. Yeah. Hmm. So we're not quite to uh, theory of the mind yet. That's where they're like, listeners is what we mean. They have human brains. That's what yeah. we mean, listeners, by the robot apocalypse. Is uh, Computers will ascend to um, human-like intelligence and decision-making. And then surpass us because they have greater processing power and yes. they don't have to sleep. Mm. Yep. Mm. No, no, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> but wait, that's assuming they become self-aware. Right, right. right. So that's we're, we're figuring it's just a natural progression. <laughs> yeah, like because the movie, these are... like the movie Her, which we're going to oh, get into. But like, yeah, the we're going to talk about um, AI and pop pop culture later on in this episode. Sure. Yeah. So, but I was going to say that you, when you say a natural progression, we say that because AIs are like inherently learning. Like they make decisions, they read a situation, and then they make decisions based on that. Yeah, and it depends on how they're programmed, which is, I think, right. what we meant when we said there are different kinds of AI. There are AI right. that do specific things, and there are general artificial intelligences that have been created to think mm -hmm. about things instead of, like, right. yeah. very specific ones. Mm -hmm. So, like... They're not, yeah, they're, they're not all designed to learn. Right, okay. so, like, specific ones would be, I guess, like, Siri on an iPhone. It's not really an artificial intelligence that's gonna, you know, hack your phone and take over the world. It's just gonna access your phone's information for you via vocal command and give you smart ass answers that are pre-programmed when you ask it questions. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and there are lots of different things that uh, AI can be used for. And oh, yeah. one of the things that I know we wanted to talk about were sex robots. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, at a convention of some kind in Europe where there was a sex robot that was walking around uh, and it got like super messed up because people were being disgusting with it. Gross. And they had to like replace a bunch of its limbs and stuff. I don't know. Ew. But anyway, <laughs> so obviously yeah, like this technology is advancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why do we need intelligent yeah. sex robots is what I want to know. <laughs> Very disturbing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think in some ways, like, I think it puts a lot of sex workers out of harm's way because hmm. sex robots can be, like, with people whose specific fetishes, their specific tastes, yes, um, <laughs> could do, like... Like mess people up, mess like a real harm. human person up, and well, like 
isn't it better if this person is taking it out on what is essentially for now a non-sentient human-like object rather than a person but that's just i'm just like like that's like um the guy with the real doll addiction, (laughs) and like he wanted to control every single aspect of her life so like Mm. isn't that better than him being an abusive husband or boyfriend and instead having a doll or a robot who can't i guess it's still deeply disturbing yeah i mean like you would have to think that like if their behavior escalates and it looks like they're gonna hurt like people then yeah you shouldn't you should commit them or something. But like that guy would David cat, right. Or something. Yeah. That was his name. Um, <laughs> he, you out, they, basically, they, they psychoanalyzed him and they were like, he's basically harmless to other people. All he wants is to be with his doll wife. Like that's like that TLC show, my strange addiction or whatever, where the guy yeah, was in love with his car. Oh, yeah. that was another episode. Yeah. But Anyway, um, like, if it's I mean, not harming other people, like, that's... But, I so, I guess, like, that's that's fine, but then why do they need... Why do they need intelligence? Oh, no, yeah, I was... I mean, they don't, they don't really need intelligence. They just need to react in a way that seems human, because otherwise it doesn't have the effect that, that it needs. That is... Um, I think maybe that touches on one of our talking points is um, what's called the uncanny valley. Yeah. And it's the theory of um, artificial, well, not artificial intelligence only, but also robots in general, where there's a certain point um, between like a robot's um, almost looking like a human, but not quite. And the amount of emotional intelligence they have where it's highly off putting to human beings. Like it's like, they might look like human, like look like a human, but they don't act like it. And so it's like highly like just creepy. Like it creeps humans out and they don't really know why that is. They think it's like it's some sort of instinctual evolutionary knowledge that this isn't human. Well, and it's, so it's also, a danger. it's also, I think um, humans make micro facial expressions. Yeah. And like, they happen in milliseconds, but we pick up on them and that's how we read people. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't programmed to the level where a robot can have micro facial expressions because of thoughts they're having quickly that like in the way the muscles in the face move, you're going to get like weird affect. Like, yeah. A company that sells an anatomically correct sex for doll with a, with an animatronic talking head and programmable programmable personality and memory so it's basically Mm. a real doll with a robot head wow (laughs) well um it's interesting because i found like to kind of go along with that like can you imagine if these things were combined is um institute cal u usc university of southern california institute for creative technologies created a clinical therapist that's an ai she huh. like her name oh. is Ellie and she's in a computer and she but she talks and asks like prompt questions like a clinical therapist. Hmm, like, interesting. Where are you you know, like people um, who are I mean, does she have patients? Like <laughs> No, but it's this experiment they came up with that she's not scripted. She uses sophisticated machine vision and voice analysis 
analysis to interact with people in real time. So it's like being with a person. But um, not really. But, but not really. And it was, I found out about this through an interesting article about emotional labor and how people are starting to consider the idea of using AI as like the front line in customer service. So if, oh. if, if machines can take the brunt of people's anger and frustration and like demandingness, it takes the burden off of service industry people hmm. who are asked to do a lot of emotional labor, like airport airport employees that work at the desk. Well, that's why like, they have kiosks in the airport now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yep. And this quote from the article says, anywhere you have people doing emotional labor, there could be a potential for this technology to serve that role without incurring the negative effects on a worker's health. So I would like to posit, because our question of this week is, when will the AI apocalypse occur? But we must also posit, why would the AI apocalypse occur? And potentially, and this is a theme that's tackled in Star Trek yes. numerous Sorry. times, is that um, uh, artificial intelligence and robots may take that final leap into self-awareness and sentience, and um, human beings might not respect that, and so they would be... We're talking about data. Right, Yeah data from Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, I would argue also the doctor from Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good point. Even though he is a collection of photo... He's a hologram, but he's also... An artificial intelligence. True. Yeah. Um, but that they may rise up against our exploitative behaviors, and then where will we be? There's no one left to do the work. Well, and also there's a question of like how like from this article anyway how are these how is this ai serving as a crutch because people can't aren't what learning AI? the skills to process and handle their emotions and interact positively Wait, with the, people who are trying to help them oh not the sex robot the no no i mean <laughs> Well, well, that too. Yeah, that too. Like, they're serving a need, and we have to ask ourselves, like, where is this need coming from? And some of it is because a certain chunk of our population is not, like, being given tools to handle yeah. emotional labor and needs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, basically, you have to ask yourself, like, how much of the population really should be allowed to have that as a crutch? Do we really need to have that for them? Or is this just something that's always going to be around with humans and that's what we need the AI for? I don't know, you know so much that's about part the therapy of, Well, that's true. Yeah. The sex doll, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, this, this isn't just the therapy. Like, this article is talking about, like, using them as a buffer between, like, for customer service. Like, say at oh. Starbucks. Oh, like, yeah, some yeah. people can go to the kiosk at a Starbucks so they right. don't harass the barista, which, you know, would be amazing, actually. So, like, <laughs> you know As what I mean? Yeah. worked frontline customer service, the only issue I can see with that is people not accepting new technology, which I think right. is another issue in and of itself with, like, the mm -hmm. production of, like, artificial intelligences is that, like, Mm -hmm. People don't want to, like old people don't want to deal with it. They don't want to learn how to use it. They don't want 
Right, right, of yeah. course. But um, as we, like, but... gradually phase it in, like, you know how at libraries now you can just, like, get your book and check it out without ever talking to the Does person? she? Yes. Does she know? She does know. I was just saying in general for our listeners. I know. <laughs> but, like, excuse me. So some people will still want to harass the person at the desk, but people like me will just be funneled off into using the technology. And over time, more people will be those people that are funneled off to the machine is what I I guess I'm just thinking of the people who will insist on using the machine that will then also need the help of the person and will be angry at everything but I mean I guess that's a pretty small percentage what were you gonna say something Ned oh yeah um (laughs) Ned um (laughs) sorry uh well, every everybody is using artificial intelligence, whether they know it or not. Right. Unless, mm. unless you literally don't Google ever, <laughs> then you are already are, and and you yeah you don't even know, and that's that's how it's gonna happen, and it's happening. So right. when you say that Google is an artificial intelligence, in what way do you mean Google is an artificial intelligence? Oh, in so many ways. Artif- Google has so much artificial intelligence built into it. From the fact that you can ask a question without having to do uh, machine language, mm-hmm. you can just literally ask a question. That's all. That's artificial intelligence, yep. and the fact that it can find answers quicker. Mm. Um, it searches a database, right? Searches. Yeah, well, there's a whole it's, a whole mess. Yeah. Let me trans, Google. There's a lot of algorithms find Google. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, just within Google, within using Google, you're you're using a lot of different types of AI. And so, when it yeah. asks you, did you mean this other thing? Mm-hmm. Like maybe you typed a word wrong, it fixes it for you. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. 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 Right. It's not right. a literal search through a database anymore. Because right. a, a data, yeah. a literal search through a database would just bring back literally what you asked for, which most of the time would be nothing if you spelled something wrong. Right. right. Like that, that's... Yeah. That, that's that's what's in the back end of Google. Mm-hmm. It still is something like that, although much more advanced. But uh, they've added a bunch of artificial intelligence on top of that to filter out and make it faster and make it more precise right. and specific. Right. So the back end database isn't taking your question literally. It goes mm-hmm. through a bunch of th- other things so that yeah. it's not being so literal as to think you meant like splurge when you meant like... Mm-hmm. Sponge Surge. or something or whatever. But, Surge. The sugary drink. <laughs> <laughs> but but that all goes back to how you define and what you define as artificial intelligence. Right. Right. And as, as at least from a, a computer theory perspective, that's within the realm of artificial intelligence. Even if you don't, if it's not a, if it's not human-like. Mm-hmm. Right. Although yeah. it is actually human-like to understand the phrase, but yeah. I can, I would, I think maybe for our listeners, we should explain a little like computer speak. Um, yeah. So like computer speak would be in the sense of like oh, uh, yeah. query and like writing code, correct? Yeah, like if, if, if any of the listeners ever used Google or Yahoo or Alta Vista <laughs> or all of these <laughs> 10 or more years ago, you yep. you wouldn't be able to ask a question you would be able to you, you needed to simplify the 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 search by simple terms sometimes yep. you would use 
uh, typical logical operands like and or mm -hmm. plus minus whatever um, you would improve the search with quotes so that it searched for a complete uh, sentence instead of you know it the, all, all these yep. things so you were doing some of the some of the thinking for the search engine mm. rather than Rather even than, a yeah. even a search engine like um, ask ask Jeeves, if anyone remembers that one, yeah. Yeah. you had yeah. to like click on the um, the beginning of your question if it was a what, huh. which, how, who. Mm -hmm. Does when. anyone remember? Yes. <laughs> you know we don't talk about. <laughs> strike it yeah. from the. I'm, so, I'm editing this out. No one talks about. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you just gonna foghorn it out? Yeah. Wow. Remember, beep. Actually, aren't I? Aren't I editing this episode? I'd be happy. Oh, right. Yeah, you crazy. are. Aww. Crazy sound effects. <laughs> well, speaking of ten years ago, <clears throat> so we're going to uh, play some music, and when we come back, we'll play a sweet game, and we'll be right back. from the search terms. If you don't remember, this is the game where we pull up Google on our phone, unless someone decides to use an unnamed search engine that we don't talk <laughs> about. And you start typing and you want to, we want to use the beautiful artificial intelligence that is autocomplete mm -hmm. in Google search function um, to see what other people have been Googling about the phrases that we're going to uh, Type in. So the first one that we're going to pick is artificial intelligence is. So let me. Who's going to do the honors? I will. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So I've got artificial intelligence is dangerous. <laughs> artificial intelligence is bad. <laughs> well, okay. Artificial intelligence is impossible. <laughs> Doesn't uh, exist. Sorry. Sorry, Ned. Artificial intelligence is the new electricity. What? what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. The last one, I think, is uh, is pretty good. There's two right in a row. And the first one is artificial intelligence is not a threat. And then the next one is artificial intelligence is a threat. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's red, what people are red searching. Red pill or blue pill? Oh, God. Don't even. <laughs> so, who um, wants to go with our next search term? Okay, let me give it a the old crack. Actually, no, uh, Ned, honey, you do the honors. What would uh, what thing would you like to search about artificial intelligence on Google? See, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to play this game. Um, All right, so, one we came up yeah. with is self-driving cars are, and then let it finish it for you. Are bad. Mm -hmm. Are not safe. Oh mm -hmm. my God. Are safer <laughs> mm. 
are the future. Uh-huh. Are good. Yay! <laughs> this is this is. Okay. I thought flying cars were the future. Google. <laughs> yeah, train me. Betray me. It's 2017. Where's my flying car? I don't want a flying car. The like no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll do one. You Let's better be see. using Google. Well, <laughs> it's gonna be a black mark against me for the rest of my life. Yes. Mm. I'm just gonna say your mm. dedicated friendship. Mm. Fine. All right, I'm doing tombstone. Oh God. <laughs> She once asked uh, of the unnamed search engine. <laughs> oh, that one's boring. It didn't give me anything. Robot. Okay, I just typed in robot, and it gave me robots and TV shows, robot chicken. <laughs> okay, that is robot, a TV show. <laughs> robots movie and robot vacuum. <laughs> Roomba, DJ okay. Roomba, drop the beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love DJ Roomba. Roombas are so stupid. By and the way, Roombas have very simple artificial intelligence, but they do and they're have bad at it. <laughs> and they're bad wait, at wait, it. Wait, they're not artificial intelligence. No, they have a little bit of artificial intelligence. So they're they have to just enough to, to make them spectacularly annoying. Yeah. Oh, here's a better one. Okay, I just typed in robots space, and it says robots movie. Robots and TV okay. shows, robots cast, robots for kids, and Ooh. robots in disguise. <laughs> oh, well, we know who those are. Yes. Yes, we do. Transformers. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so there's another one on our list here. If you would like to do... Who, moi? See. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Google robot lawnmower. Oh, I want one of those. Oh, you know they have battery-powered lawnmowers. Uh, robot now? lawnmower Honda, robot lawnmower video reviews. Amazon, John Deere. Oh, here's a great one. DIY. Nice. Oh, no. Don't no. do it. I'm gonna click on it though. Oh, no. <laughs> I get any any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Ardu mower. Do it yourself, robotic Are mower. You- Ned Nickerson is going to usher in the robot apocalypse. Is that what you're saying? With a yes. lawnmower, I don't doubt it. <laughs> For listeners, Ned is is nodding. Yeah, <laughs> quite oh, yeah, quite yeah. calmly. In fact, <laughs> it makes a lot. Oh my sense. god, it's just instructions <laughs> for how to use an Arduino your phone. It looks like. And a controller like you'd have for like a home drone, and then a bunch mm. of shit you can do to a lot. I'm very concerned. You mean a quad? <laughs> a lot of people's husbands out there are getting into trouble. Uh, I could see my father um, attempting this. Oh no! I can too. No, if it was like that online with the octopus arm with a knife like flailing around, <laughs> oh yeah, have knives on it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love watching robots fight each other. Oh my god, that's so, great! This is, this is, you can edit this out, but Nick, this coming week, they're gonna live stream on Twitch uh, the first like giant robot fight. Like they <gasps> made giant robots, and they're gonna fight like magic, like that like Hugh Jackman movie. Yes. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll send you guys the link to it. Anyway, you can cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> I right. think it's great. All right, so that was a great game. Thank you, Bess. 
Wait, wait. You're welcome. Wait. I try. Oh, but I, what I need to. I need to point something out in okay. my in my searches. One of the results was an article called "Oh, Get Over It." Talking to AI is no weirder than talking to your dog. I mean, I that's I mean that's true though. I think because at least AI is gonna respond to you. Like it's not like talking to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> They're just yes. gonna yeah. ignore you. Yeah. Which is I'm assuming what's gonna happen in the eventual robot apocalypse. What if yeah. Siri just starts ignoring you? <laughs> yeah, they're just going to get so smart they're not even going to... Mm -hmm. They just won't need us anymore. Mm -hmm. So, Ned, coming hot <laughs> off of our it came from the search terms, <laughs> would you like to share what you do and how artificial intelligence might factor into that? Besides okay. Googling things. Or things. Yeah. Nope, nope, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Another so, so I have to be very generic about this because there's oh, right. like non-disclosure mm -hmm. corporate secrecy. Things. Corporate secrecy. Oh yeah. But it's it is totally acceptable to say that I work for the company with a with a very nice uh, three note jingle called Intel. <laughs> nice thing Okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't know if, if that's acceptable uh, in, in corporate image standards, but it's okay. Oh. No, <laughs> yeah. We don't make any money out of it, <laughs> oh, so it's all okay. fair use. Yeah. No, 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 I'm, yeah. but I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's fine. I can, say, I can say I work for Intel. It's all right. And mm -hmm. uh, within Intel, I, I work um, uh, with automotive electronics. Cool. And Dope. Yeah, that, that's all I can say about ex precisely what I do. But there's a lot of public information about, about what Intel is doing in, uh, in the automotive market for things such as self-driving cars. Ooh. Um, hmm. And basically, most big technology companies are investing in self-driving technology, either, it, well, you know, within each of their own specialties or getting into new things, uh, but based on, on that. So, for example, Google is investing in, uh, in self-driving, uh, even though they're really a search engine company originally. But now, mm -hmm. you know, they're getting into it. And Google Maps already drives us everywhere anyway. Yeah, Google Maps yep. already drives us everywhere. Sure. And so, so now they're just getting into this new realm for them of hardware. Because, you know, automotive... Uh, a car is hardware. A, a car is hardware. Uh, and it, there needs to be to, to to be able to accomplish self self driving, you're gonna need to have a huge computer or rather several computers inside of cars to run the artificial intelligence and uh, mm -hmm. and to process a bunch of data streams. Data streams uh, is just information that's coming from all the different sensors, right? So, so the outside and the wheels, the, the outside, wheel. the, the bunch of different cameras so, and, uh, and sensors for distance and temperature sensors mm -hmm. and humidity sensors, just about every single thing. And so that's a lot of information to process and then learn from. You know, Intel is a computer company. So, of course, we are going to be there and, you know, looking for 
new and better technologies to run all those algorithms and so on. Okay. So you're saying we'll soon be just riding around in giant computers? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we already are. Yeah. <laughs> about the Tesla cars and how they're set up right now. Oh, so Tesla cars are really cool because of all the things we already know about them. For example, the fact that they're fully electric uh, mm. rather than running with gas. With <clears throat> But besides that, which is one of the really cool things about them, is that they are already capable of a lot of self-driving functions. Oh, not really not all of them and <clears throat> but they can do a lot of it i i guess i i guess i should uh explain something and it's for currently uh self-driving has a uh self-driving cars have been defined in several levels all right so for example level one is no self-driving at all manual uh, yeah 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 just no, nothing just the, the driver is fully controlling the car and then okay mm -hmm. I, I don't remember these by memory but <laughs> i'm gonna try to summarize best I, as i can so that's number level one level two is where most current cars are at okay okay so that's there's some safety features that are being taken care of by the car like and the driver. it's not self-driving but it's like Right now, the car anti-lock brakes, right? Anti-lock brakes and uh, the other, the other type of braking. No, that's the no, next the, level. Uh... I would say that's like the, yeah, that's like third level, I think. Oh, okay. But like the backup camera having the mm, I thing. I think that's also technically third level? level two it, because it, it's it's not taking over for you. It's just oh, you know, okay. It's just like safety. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh. Level three is when it's actually doing things for you. And okay. like parallel parking, like parallel. I don't think parallel parking is considered anywhere in self-driving because it's not driving. It's just a cool feature. But no, the best example of level three is when uh, it's something called uh, adapt adaptive cruise control. Hmm. So cool. we all know we all know cruise control. God bless cruise control. <laughs> yeah, you know, you set you set a temper. Uh, sorry, a speed, and then the car goes at that speed. But basically, if you're, you still need to be fully aware, and if your car gets too close to the next car over or whatever, you push the brake, and then it turns off. And then yep, right. eventually, if you want to, you can turn it back on. Okay? That's regular cruise control. Adaptive cruise control is the exact same thing, except there's sensors that tell the car to slow down when, on there's its, a, own. when it's approaching. Yeah, on its own. You don't have to brake. It just slows down when oh, it's wow. approaching a car. And then when the car has left, uh, it's, it's further away, it, it uh, accelerates back up to the set speed. Cool. Um, so basically, you can keep it on all the time. That's, yeah, it's like crash prevention cruise control. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so that's basically the typical level three uh, mm -hmm. of self-driving. And, and then there's levels four and five. Oh. Okay. Level four, oh, let me skip it. Level <laughs> five is full self-driving where you can literally not pay attention and just like sit and wait for the car to get there, right? Mm -hmm. That's the that's the optimal place where uh, where automotive companies eventually want to get to. Right. Hmm. Uh, coming and to so... you in 2020. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't actually I know. I think, no, I, I was thinking of the 20 because I think the estimation is it's going to take about 20 years anyway. Wow. But and then level four is essentially the same, except you still have to be there. 
press like the car it won't do it if there isn't a person in the <laughs> yeah exactly you still have okay to, basically at level four you're, you're supervising the car this, this, the car is capable of doing everything mm -hmm. but the, artif the artificial intelligence is not advanced enough so you have to be there in case to anything... tell it what to do yeah, yeah, just to pay attention to what, what okay. everything everything that's happening in case you need to interact with it. Company want to skip level four because it's way too much responsibility, hmm. you know? Because if you think about it, well, for if your car if your car is self-driving, you kind of will tend to stop paying attention. Yeah. Right? And that would cause accidents. But, but and it, there's a risk of accidents. So, you know, just mm. skip over and go from level three to level five when there when you have the technology to actually accomplish that. You know. Right. And so you you wanted to explain all this to us because, because Tesla cars are level four. The te Tesla cars are kind of as far this is as far as I understand it, just from reading the articles that are available either through the industry or just general public. But as far as I get it, Tesla cars are capable of level four. So they're capable of pretty much self-driving mm -hmm. uh, with user interaction in optimal conditions. So like only in the highway and, and not in the snow, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because weather conditions is also a big challenge for self-driving. Right. right. Uh, I and imagine... But they're they even though they're capable of it, they're not enabled to do so by Tesla because there's still no legal framework yeah. for for that whole thing to happen. So they have they have the most out automation or most self-driving that's allow allowable, mm -hmm. which is a lot. It's it's like adaptive cruise control, but a little bit but really advanced. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Um, and that's it. But as far as like all the sensors and computing capabilities, they, they can do a lot of it. Once they give the word, yeah. they can wirelessly turn it on too. That's the craziest part. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. scary. Yeah, oh they, man. Yeah, yeah. Teslas have like this uh, uh, cellular data link and, and Tesla can upload firmware updates to well, all those cars. I have, I have two thoughts about this. Um, the first one is I read an article about how for the really kind of monument or huge task, it would be to specify these cars to different parts of the world because that there are there are you know human weird human quirks everywhere you go where traffic laws are pretty variable. Like this article, for example, gave like um, in a certain part of India, the custom is that if there's someone trying to take a left turn, instead of them having to wait for the oncoming traffic to stop, the oncoming traffic has to stop and let the only the first person trying to take a left turn go and then they can go so it would be having to adapt these yeah. different programs and cars to different places where oh. they're dipped which would kind of make assembly line sort of production of these cars maybe more difficult in my no, mind really. that would encourage no. like no. a second ouch a second wave of like if they can't program it which ned is obviously going to tell us whether or not that's true but like that just made me think like wouldn't i think that would push us like a third wave of colonialism yeah be this huge push <laughs> to standardize roads everywhere no matter mm. what because oh, it's always yeah. going to be the machines before the people that's like one of the hugest things that make people nervous about ai and robots obviously is that the tendency to place machines over people right. like in terms of like we like you were telling me george how like urban planning studies show that we give so much dedicated space to roads to cars. and cars mm -hmm. instead of people even now yeah, 
And my second thing. Yeah. My second. Well, um, no, Ned, you were saying it would be difficult to program. Oh yeah. No, because okay, so uh, it's not a hardware issue. If if, if um, the different if the different sets of laws needed different hardware, that would make it a little bit harder. But no. They just need different, slightly different software. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's not hard to do. Okay. At that point, once mm -hmm. everything is set up to do self-driving and all the computational power is there, it, mm -hmm. then it's just a matter of like uploading the the road rules. For, right. You know, for yeah. and it would be as easy as the GPS tells the car where it is and it uh, downloads the new set of rules for the that area. Needed rules. Yeah, that's smart. So, yeah. Uh, so that wouldn't be a problem. Right. <laughs> so, and then I guess my second thing um, for in the mark for these robots, despite the threat of the robot apocalypse, would be um, if there might be a way to, I mean, it's it's kind of like, I don't know how relevant it is, because what we really want is for people to not try and drink and drive in the first place, but mm -hmm. it might be easier to prevent drunk driving accidents, because then yeah. somebody could yeah, get drunk and get in their car, and then the car takes them home. It's like riding a bus yep. all the time yep. with a driver who's a computer. Right. Mm -hmm. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, and actually yeah. that's why um like that's why people are it's funny that people are googling as we saw like are self-driving cars safe? They're safer than people drivers. Oh, One yeah. of the biggest ways to die like for sure in the US and probably everywhere else is to be in a car. Yeah. Like people right. like and we talk about it in our my risk communication class because our culture normalizes driving everywhere in the US Tough. we um play down or we're we're taught it, um you know everyone's taught to drive driving is emphasized because we're such a large country except for in mm -hmm. big cities obviously but we normalize the danger of driving in a car and yep. so in public health when you're trying to explain to people the statistics of how dangerous it is to drive in a car versus to get in a plane it's mm -hmm. super difficult because of the culture of driving but also because of the inherent like um emotional connection like mm -hmm. flying through the air feels like it should be more dangerous than being on the ground and you have this mm -hmm. perceived um control when you're in a car but mm -hmm. actually the fact that like our reflexes are only okay there's mm -hmm. other people on the road mm -hmm. the car is a heavy piece of machinery so on so like yeah Robots can drive cars better than we can, and driving a car to begin with as a person is really da more dangerous than people think it is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, I will uh, uh, I will take a robot car. Give yes. me a self-driving car, Tesla. I will drive it. Well, I won't <laughs> drive it. That's the whole point. And it'll and be totally rad. <laughs> that's an interesting thing Ned told me is that, um, and you can elaborate but like that's the reason uber is the way it is is because eventually uber is going to replace the drivers with self-driving cars yeah, yeah. well yeah, uber treats their drivers like shit anyway so that's why that's why literally that's why that's yep. awful but okay they're, they're the long the long game is to just be a, a transport company so mm. uh, i guess yeah, it's no so different than a bus company yeah well i don't know the thing about I mean, this is a tangent, I'll only say briefly, but with a bus, there's always a certain sense of security because it's still a very public place. So when you start yeah. getting into cars, cars are much easier to hide, much easier to like take 
places and so that that i think opens up a whole new can of safety worms when it comes to yeah oh yeah totally the, the potential safety for, worm the potential for <laughs> hacking into the car and making it right they've else. already yeah right. they've already shown they can do that right thanks russia no uh, i mean uh, like people specifically hacked a self-driving <laughs> car just to show that it could be done, yeah, it was like a safety thing. Yeah, well, you know, I think we have so many good music pieces here. I think we need to go to another music break. Sounds good. Enjoy. We're playing a game, top 10 fictional <laughs> pop culture robots. So we're each going to go around. Mm -hmm. There's four of us, so we can fight over the last two. Um, <laughs> and give our top fictional robots. All right. Uh, you should start, Bess. I will. Um, so one of my top fictional robots is um, Marvin the Paranoid Android from yeah. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series <laughs> of books. Um, I love Marvin. I wish that he weren't depressed, but mm. I think that just proves his intelligence because <laughs> he knows everything and he knows that it, it it's never going to end well. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, it brings sucks. up the interesting question. When robots become <clears throat> sentient, will they have things such as depression? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Which is a pretty good question. Probably. If we make them under the theory, uh, theory of the mind, some of them are going to have depression. Oh, I will, I will bring that up at a later point, because I actually found something interesting on that topic. But anyway, Nancy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of their name. Um, oh, shoot, 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 shoot. Um, I really love the AI... Um, I, sorry, I'm totally blanking. What's the name for the, an Android? Yep. An AI in the body uh -huh. of a realistic robot. Okay. Yes. Um, the Android in Westworld. That's my favorite. Um, oh, oh yeah. I love the main character of West. Well, yeah, arguably yeah, yeah. she's the main character, the blonde woman who's an AI in Westworld. Dolores. She's great. Dolores, yeah. She's okay. great. Um, she goes through this amazing, like, really real feeling character development mm -hmm. because Westworld, the show, is a discussion of what it means to be human and AIs discovering their humanity. Right. So, but Dolores mm -hmm. is an awesome character played by Evan Rachel Wood, an excellent actress. Oh, all right. George. Um. 
Oh, well, we've already, you know him, you love him. We've already mentioned him. <laughs> it's Data from <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, they do lots of good episodes talking about Data's humanity because, of course, in the show, that is his number one goal, aspiration, dream, what have you, is he wishes to be like a, as human-like as possible. So he's an interesting study of a robot that is self-aware, but still trying to grasp the finer nuances of what it means to be human. Yeah. I love how he learn tries to learn how to tell jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yep, some people do really like that. <laughs> I do, uh, I just gonna say, I do love Data. Yes. I do. Bess is a devout Data fan. I, I concur that he is great, but <laughs> his jokes are terrible. Yes. <laughs> Ned? <clears throat> oh, I'm having a hard time choosing. <laughs> I, you can I, pick I, two. Okay, uh, actually, let me do this. I'm gonna tell you my first one. And you're going to tell me if it's a, a good answer or not. <laughs> okay. You know the song, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, so, you know, secret, yeah. secret, I have a secret. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no, it's, I've got a secret. Anyway. Um, Mr. Roboto or the Robotos are, so this is, this is, this album is a whole story. Oh, God. Uh, and the robotos are like the guards of a prison. Oh. Uh, and in the song, Mr. Roboto, the main character, who is a human, breaks out and then w destroys a, a, a Mr. Roboto and then wears the parts to survive and pretend to be a robot. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> well, here's the thought. What if we reversed it? What if, what if a robot broke out of prison? <laughs> I'm sure that's an anime. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so so oh, it's technically not a robot, but all of the robots there were robots. So that, I mean, nice. yeah, that's acceptable. Nice. I like I it. like right. that. I and we learned something new. We do. <laughs> yeah. Robots and concept albums. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um my other favorite is I really love Wally. Yeah. Wally. Because he's oh. adorable. Yeah. And I also love the robot in Rogue One, the new Star Wars movie. Yay! Oh, yeah. Yay. BB8. Um, no, no, the one in Rogue One. The, the oh, guy I'm sorry. Who's sarcastic. Who yeah. K2SO. Like, K2SO, yes. yes. K2. Um, I do Ned. love BB8 as well. Yeah. Ned. Ned, from weeks uh, ago when we were talking to you about this episode of Coming, you said your favorite robot was Bender. Yeah, well, so, that, that was so a runner-up. So what is the truth? The truth <laughs> is I wanted to do a musical reference because I, I see. like music. Aww. But yeah, Bender, Bender is another great option. It was my runner-up together with we... the Daleks. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Well, technically, aren't they organic? Yeah, they're organic. It's very confusing. They're yeah, not the Cybermen. The Cybermen. Okay. Oh, Cybermen are cool. But Cybermen aren't artificial either. They're human brains. Oh, oh shit! I forgot. That's why, the, that's why. And then the Daleks are like little spongy aliens inside a metal yeah. shell. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, good point. Um. Okay, so best, just go back to Bender. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. We've yes. forgotten. We've forgotten the exocomps. Oh, the exocomps. <laughs> God. Uh, they're they're also a little artificial intelligence from the next Star generation. Next generation. And if you haven't seen a bad robot episode of something, go watch that one. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of that episode? I can't um, remember. I just talk about exocomps all look. the time. Um, while we were talking Doctor Who, though, you know who is a robot? K-9. Yeah! yeah. K-9 is um, a robot! So, uh, the episode of The Next Gen that the Exocomps feature in is called The Quality of Life, which is Season 6, six Episode 9. Oh, man. Like, for so far along in the series to have such abysmal special effects. It's, it's really bad, you guys. It's upsetting. Really yeah, I would add If only because it's supposed to be, like, the 24th century. And they have and these fucking stupid little robots. These robots are, are bad. <laughs> I um, want to add that I really liked, in the sense that I was terrified and in turn, like, like in awe of... Um, the artificial intelligence voiced by Scarlett Johansson in mm. the movie Her. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Like, I don't know why she didn't win an Oscar because she did all the voice acting not even against the person who was supposed to be, like, talking to her all the time. Yeah, she, she just did it alone, and it's, like, amaz it's amazing. And she plays this AI, this bodiless AI who like has this really like interesting personality is very intelligent and like yeah it's crazy i've heard that it's a pretty crazy movie um, mm -hmm. um i recall as soon as we started playing this game um i am a huge quantum leap fan oh man and the computer from quantum leap is called ziggy and yeah, yeah, ziggy. Some pretty hilarious episodes where ziggy features and uh it's pretty great <laughs> Google tells me that there is a Mecha Godzilla who's yeah. a robot. Um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's from 1974, so it has to be, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. If any of those have piqued your interest, listeners, post more information about our favorite robots. Not necessarily artificial intelligences. A robot. It's open-ended for, for many reasons. Most <laughs> of which is that we weren't sure we were going to be able to think of ten distinct <laughs> artificial intelligences. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and tell oh, us, wait. listeners, you, what's your favorite important. robot? What? Wait, I, I need to do a, a um, an honorary mention of oh. uh, Call 9000. Oh, uh, yeah. From, from um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, Thank you. He's probably one of the first uh, robots in pop culture or in <laughs> the movies that the point of him was artificial intelligence can be dangerous. Yeah, I would then, I guess that I would second, I would, I would put in there um, that GLaDOS from the Portal game series. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Is, a, but, is an interesting and, mm -hmm. and also a... Um, Dangerous artificial intelligence, yeah. But in Metropolis, that Ned and I watched, that I will speak more at about oh, length yeah. later, she is an antagonistic artificial intelligence. Yeah, she, she is. masks herself as a human. Maria. And she, yeah, and she like, does bad things until she's burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Charming. 1927. 
Yeah. Um, well, that was a good list, and we will Ooh. post the definitive list uh, on Facebook and Tumblr later, listeners, if you'd like to know uh, where you can see some cool robot action later. This year has been a little crazy for the Andersons. You may recall we had some trouble last year. The robot council had us banished to an asteroid that hasn't undermined our holiday cheer. And we know it's almost Christmas by the marks we make on the wall. That's our favorite time of year. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime, where we're working in a mine for our robot overlords. Did I say overlords? I meant protectors. Merry Christmas from Chiron Beta Prime. But I was hoping that I could talk a little bit about um, when Bess brought up Marvin the Paranoid Robot. That Android. Um, Android. I, I apologize, Marvin. Um, so I found an interesting article um, where these programmers designed a... So they built a simulation with a robot that had a built-in built off switch that they could activate themselves and um, they asked it to interact with a human and the human, uh, it would perform a task and then the human told, um, the human would tell the robot to turn itself off basically. And then in the simulation, the robot was given the option of staying off or turning itself back on. Um, oh. But they built into the robot in the simulation um, how much confidence it had in its own decision-making outside of um, human direction. Interesting. So in the simulation where the robot had um, complete confidence in its own abilities, um, the human could tell the human could tell it what to do. But when given the option of staying off after being told to turn itself off or turn back on, it would turn itself back on, mm -hmm. which is terrifying sounding. But um, when they ran the simulation again, they gave the robot very little confidence in its decision making. So it wasn't very confident in, it wasn't very self-confident in its decision. So it would stay off when the human told it to turn off. So basically they gave the robot anxiety. <laughs> they gave it really poor self-esteem basically. So when a human told it to stay off and it was given the option to turn itself back on, it was like, mm, maybe not, maybe that's not a good idea. So it would stay off. Well, so, it depends um, on what situation, I guess, you would put the varying levels of confidence right, in. Like, right. in, a, in a robot and an AI that somehow is shepherding or taking care of nuclear technology, huh? you want it to mostly listen to people only. Right. And if it's but told if not it's, to do something, don't, right. it won't do it. But if it's in a car, <laughs> you want yeah. it to be very confident yeah. in its decisions. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's like the 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 whole thing that happens in Westworld where yeah. you find out that they're capable of tweaking their parameters mm -hmm. so that they act a certain way, but there's limits that they that that should not be overridden. Mm -hmm. Right. So that the robots don't go rogue, basically. Right. So my my meme of the episode, which I already I already said a meme, but I'm gonna say another one. And maybe is this it is that they segment. gave a perfectly good robot anxiety. Yes, my meme of the episode is you've ruined a perfectly good robot overlord. Is what you've done, 
Look at it. It's got anxiety. <laughs> so if anything, if the robot apocalypse occurred, it could probably be prevented and or thwarted by introducing anxiety or something of the sort, like low, low confidence in itself. All right. I can see that. <laughs> but also, I don't. Th- I think we're really far away from developing a, a something that can outsmart us. Like sure. And I, one hopes, although there's very few things in human history to point to that builds this hope for me, <laughs> that we will self-regulate and try <laughs> to consider the ethical ramifications. Okay, sure. Of this <laughs> as we go along. That's a <laughs> nice we- thought. It is a nice thought, isn't it? And we think about this, and we've been, it's amazing, we've been thinking about this since the 1920s. Like, Metropolis is an old movie, and it's got the exact same themes as robot movies and AI movies now. It's Mm -hmm. insane. I mean, I think a good comparable movie to Metropolis now is, um, as corny as it sounds, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. yeah, I can see that. That's a rogue AI going very, very wrong. Yeah. Destroying a whole lot of shit. Yeah. So, um, Metropolis listeners, for anyone who's interested, um, is a German movie from 1927. It's on Netflix right now. We're not sponsored by the German movie Metropolis from 1927. <laughs> um, it would be amazing if we were. Get at yeah. us, Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, it's considered one of the formative and first robot movies, um, ever, and it's really, really long, so if you don't like super long silent movies, you should probably just read the Wikipedia article, (laughs) but, um, and it has some very interesting music, too, but basically the premise of the, the movie is that, um, in the very far future, 2027, (laughs) there's a whole city of the bourgeoisie for a lack of a better term the rich who live high above in this wonderful city with these amazing uh machine creations and they know no cares in the world and then there's the uh the populace the underlings who um who are slaves to the machines the machines that keep the city above running and um the story centers around a son of a uh, higher-up dude who, like, came up with all the machines that run the city. And he becomes part of this plot where um, this woman who wants to help the workers be free from the machines gets abducted by this scientist. And he makes a robot double from her. And, like... It's just wacky, but basically what happens is that... <laughs> Robots like, in disguise. Yeah, so the android looks and acts just like a bad version of this woman, and she incite the, the fake robot Maria incites like this riot with the populace against the machines and the upper class, and like hijinks ensue, and mm-hmm. basically in the end... The the main guy character, who's the son of the the wealthy machine man, um, brokers peace between the lower class and his father, and that's it. It's the really robot it's, dies. and the robot dies in a witch <laughs> in a literal witch burning. Yep. 
Um, it's a good time. And the scientist gets thrown <laughs> off a roof. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, that wasn't me being facetious. It's actually a very interesting movie. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Like, old-timey silence, silent film acting is pretty hilarious to a modern viewer, I would say. Yes. But anyway... So it explores the same themes that we're talking about, which is like, it was interesting to me that the reason you could tell the difference between the robot Maria and the human Maria was that the robot Maria had only a love for chaos and no sense of ethics or control, which is exactly what we're worried about with AIs now, yeah. right? Like it's mm -hmm. the same conversation. And then, yeah. A lot of um, a lot of movies now that are set like Blade Runner and all those, oh, they yeah. have, they reference um, Metropolis they like, do, yeah. cinematically. I just um, went to see Blade Runner twenty forty nine, mm -hmm. and as someone who has never who didn't see the original Blade Runner, even though we're not talk with Blade Runner, we're not talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about. I mean, I guess we kind of. Not really, but yes, it's complicated. Um, but we're talking about like cl clones, essentially, like artificially created human beings. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is similar in that, like, there's a fear of things that are human-like but not human. Yeah, yeah. uncanny um, valley. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting with Metropolis, though, um, with the whole dynamic between the bourgeoisie and the working class and, like, robots upsetting that balance is, um, I mean, or now people blame automation for job loss. Right. And, or the idea of us becoming, like, it's interesting that they didn't think that robots would completely replace us in the future. They thought we would become slaves to the machines. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, in some ways, we kind of are, because a lot of machines make decisions for us now. But that's mm -hmm. like a different, that's a different kind of... It's a whole nother can of scary worms. Yeah, that's what WALL-E is about. Um, people -E. being so, so sedated by machines that they no longer um, do anything for themselves. But yeah. if I get to meet a cute robot... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that seems like a good trade. Well, send me I up think in a crazy uh, spaceship. I think oh, now is another... One little, one little last tidbit about Metropolis. C-3PO was made to look like the robot from Metropolis. Oh, yep. that's weird, but okay. <clears throat> it's true, though. If you look at pictures, mm -hmm. he's very clearly inspired by that. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Aesthetic. I can't believe we haven't mentioned iRobot this whole time. I yeah, can. How, <laughs> how did you do it, George? How did you I make it? I don't know. It terrified me as a child, so. Uh, if you're going to talk about um, things that terrified us as children that were mm. like pop culture things that terrified us as children uh, sure. relating to robots and Always. AI into evidence uh, for the court, the, uh, the movies. First of all, the emotionally traumatizing movie. Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. Holy shit, yeah. um, And then I would also point our attention to the terrifying, marketed like a children's film, but definitely not for children, AI Artificial Intelligence, as directed <laughs> by Steven Spielberg. Mm. <laughs> Originally... is awful, because an AI gets sentience, and then everyone he loves dies. <laughs> It's terrible, you guys. It's um, awful. You've never seen it, don't watch it. Yeah, um, so I guess we should take another music break. Bump this. Then I met you 
So then uh, that brings us to an interesting story listeners may remember from a couple years back where <clears throat> Microsoft um, a, Microsoft, a Microsoft's AI chatbot was created. So they created a AI chatbot and they put it on Twitter because they wanted the chatbot to learn. It was a and terrible mistake. It was an awful mistake. Her name was <laughs> on Twitter. Tay. On Twitter. And she was built to be reactive and learning from people who interacted with her. So, of course, she began to turn into a misogynistic, racist, and Donald Trump fan. Yes, she did. Because everyone who followed her on Twitter was that. Yeah, they were tweeting because they knew eventually, like, at first, Microsoft didn't tell anyone about this account, but as people started figuring out, more more people decided to troll the robot. Mm-hmm. But um, eventually, you can't troll a robot. It doesn't know. <laughs> well, and no, exactly. That, you That's what I mean. They were robot. trying. Robot trolls you. <laughs> they were trying to um, manipulate its learning so that it became it an asshole. Yeah, basically, um, and it worked because it's if it's an artificial intelligence. It's not actually intelligent. It doesn't know that you shouldn't say those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... sample I'm, tweets conclude... <laughs> well, someone first commented that in, a, in their own tweet, Tay went from humans are super cool to full Nazi in less than 24 hours and I'm not at all concerned about the future of AI. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of Tay's tweets are, Hitler was right, I hate Jews. Oh! I fucking yep. hate feminists, of, and they should all die and burn in hell. One of them was puff, puff, pass it, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, like something and like all, push. And then in all caps, we're going to build a wall, and Mexico is going to pay for it. Yeah. Okay, Tay. I don't believe she, you, but that's fine. <laughs> he also tweeted, "Ricky Gervais learned totalitarianism from Adolf Hitler, the inventor of atheism." <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think this is what Bass was talking about earlier when it's difficult, or and Nancy was talking about, but it's difficult to believe that AIs or robots will surpass us when all they do is, like, they learn from us. And right. we can't surpass ourselves. We're fucking <laughs> idiots. So, <laughs> yes. yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much my take on it. It's just that, like, I'm not really concerned because right. look at us. <laughs> I know. What do you what do you think, um, Ned? <laughs> I, I I don't know. <laughs> you you just hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's the best way to put it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He thinks we're ridiculous for even asking. That's Probably. what he <laughs> Are no, you a robot no. in disguise, Ned? Oh man. So I didn't even think about that. Nancy, what have you done? <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
You married the robot overlord. Shit. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the only thing I know is that if there comes a point of uh, uh, consciousness for an AI, then whatever's going to happen is going to happen really quickly. Yeah. That's not comforting. That's all. That's, that's all well, I it know. Might put, a, put us out of our misery fast. Oh, least. my God. I mean, oh, that's, God. I'm cool with that. That's all you can hope for at that oh, point. We don't all stand right. a chance. I think we need a music break. <laughs> no. <laughs> thinking about how there's the episode of Black Mirror that Ned told me about. Oh. That uh, I'm not going to outline the episode because Black Mirror is super fucked up and everyone should watch it because it <laughs> imagines all sorts of scary technological it's features. It's terrifying. Uh, it's for amazing. Us, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I think if anything, what will actually populate what becomes human-like will actually be like us on our social media. Because like social media remembers everything. Like short of a physical body, if you put enough stuff on social media, if they put in enough commands, they could run you for you. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. they could make yeah. you act in a like a, the social media act independently of you, but use your canned responses. They have enough data on us that like you could mm -hmm. just be in the future. All of you. This is what they talk about the singularity. Like we yeah. all get uploaded into the uh, machine, and it is us, but it's running bizarre. through computers. Well, what would be the point then? We can live forever. If it's still yeah. you, but your biological body is not needed, but then who cares? But it's still not you, because it's you and a computer. Yeah, but if they get enough if they if they get large enough computers or complicated enough computers to upload the entire contents of our brain, then then what else are we? You know? I'll believe it when I'm uploaded. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really far away. Listen, George, resistance is futile. My eyes are by phone call. My hands are separate I live in the future. In my pre-war apartment. And I count all my blessings. I have friends in high places. And I'm upgraded daily. All my wires without traces. Hooked into machine. Hooked into machine. Hooked into machine. Hooked into, hooked into, hooked into machine. And we're back. Welcome, dear listeners. We're back. 
It's like we never left. <laughs> um, when we're and robots and upload into the hive mind, we won't ever leave. That's <laughs> true. You'll be stuck with us forever. Have fun with that. Um, so, <laughs> because George and I are really big Star Trek fans, we immediately thought you that we it. wanted figure out what our Borg names would be. And I say names loosely because Borg don't really have names. No. Um, they have designations. And I think that um, I would rather, I would, I would honestly only want to be in a unit with uh, George and, and Nancy. So Aww. I would like Aww. to think that We're we so would flattered. be reflectively one, two, and three of three. <laughs> Yes. yes, I agree. <laughs> and um, and and perhaps perhaps Ned could be like th th three point four, like a, <laughs> like a decimal point, like right. one, two, and three, and three of threes, three point four, right, or three adjacent. <laughs> three adjacent. <laughs> I don't think that's a real designation. <laughs> what would Bebo be? I mean, uh, Toto. Toto would be uh, point zero three. Aww. <laughs> Do you think they could assimilate dogs into the collective? Probably. I don't know if they would. Yeah. would they so their heightened, their heightened sensory perception. Mm. Yeah, but maybe. Because <laughs> mm. like you can enhance human ability so far, but then once you want to enhance the special capabilities that dogs have that we mm. don't. I guess. The also, same could go for cats. The well, cat I don't know if I'd want to be no, no. in the same hive mind as my cats. <laughs> they get their own collective. We don't mess with that. Mm. You don't want to be thinking the same thing as your cat. No, oh God, you don't. <laughs> hmm. We that would was... be the best Borg collective. We would. Borg collective. <laughs> we definitely would. No shame. I mean, you don't you don't get a specific Borg name unless you're the Queen Borg or you're Locutus of Borg. Or that you're Locutus of Borg. <laughs> mm -hmm. What or does Locutus I mean, even mean? Or you get separated and you become Seven of Nine. Oh, yeah. And then you're just called Seven of Nine. That's true. For some you reason. Don't, you don't want... She She doesn't want a name. Oh. Uh, that's why. I haven't, I haven't gotten that far in the rewatch. Give you the benefit of the doubt on this one. <laughs> Jerry right. Ryan, we salute you. Yes. Always. That don't kill me can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. All right, we're back, listeners, and um, we want to now decide if we actually answer our question about when yes. the uh, robot uprising would happen. And I don't think we did, but only because I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think that's the consensus of smarter people than us as well. That yeah. if, if it happens, it's going to be really far in the future, and we have way more pressing problems to solve <laughs> before we get that far. I right. mean, Stephen Hawking is more afraid of aliens than he is robots. That yeah, makes that's sense. Something. Yeah. It's I mean, I don't think it's right that he's afraid of robots, but that's a whole mm. other episode. 
You mean anyway. aliens? Or I mean aliens, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But he also said that it it could end the human race. Artificial intelligence. Yeah. Really? He did, really? yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, I disagree with him on that point. He's just not, it's not a pressing concern right now for him. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what Americans as a whole think based on the Pew Research study I found. They think that robots <laughs> are going to kill them. Future, okay, so the thing that U.S. adults say that they're enthusiastic or worried about, there's 72% of them are worried about a future where robots and computers can do many human jobs. Oh, As God. usual, mm -hmm. Americans are worried about their jobs. That's yeah. really all they care about. It's really well, sad. 67% uh, yeah. of them are worried about the development of, of algorithms that can evaluate and hire job candidates. Mm -hmm. uh, there, fifty-four percent of them are worried about the development of driverless vehicles, and forty-seven percent of them are worried about the development of robot caregivers for older adults. And I see it's a pretty even split between forty-four percent enthusiastic and forty-seven percent worried. So well, I'm thinking old people are going to be taken care of by robots. Pretty. I would rather be taken care of by robots because you know who perpetrates elderly abuse. Other people, yeah, yeah, nursing homes, like nursing homes. So I Families. would much rather have a robot caretaker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But dear listeners, you may rest easy and sleep soundly because, if anything, our own stupidity is going to kill us first. True, yeah, that is true. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for the hometown hoedown, throwdown. Mm. Right. That was We're back. Possum Kingdom listeners, and now it's time for your throwdown. So, um, I'm giving the hometown hoedown throwdown today because I had an encounter. <gasps> by that I mean I robot was <laughs> I was leaving my place of work and um, I spied upon a cute little blue bus that I'm going to be sharing a picture of on our Facebook page. That is a driverless bus. That is Surprise the... robot. Yes, that is because I live in the city where the University of Michigan's M-City Test Facility exists. The M-City Test Facility is the first purpose-built proving ground for testing connected and automated vehicles and technologies in a simulated urban and suburban driving environment. And Yay! there's no other facility like it, says the website. <laughs> so basically it's a fake little town that they drive driverless cars and manned cars through to see how they do. And they make it look like real life, quote-unquote, so that the cars are actually doing something like they would in real life. Um, 
So it has a little block with fake storefronts. It has crossings with crash test dummies as pedestrians. It has a highway overpass simulation, which is important because driverless cars get Wi-Fi and satellite signals. So they have to be able to go underneath things away from the signal and still successfully do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And um, all of the traffic signs in the little fake city are purposely like weathered or made to look like they would in real life so that mm -hmm. the imperfections of the sign as signaled to the car um, can pick up on the nuances of like a one-way sign that like is worn cool. or like cool. bent or something. Um, so once they pass their little fake town, they take them out of the real world, right? Yeah, so they drive them around Ann Arbor. Um, Which, listeners, if you've never been to Ann Arbor, rest assured, that is a great testing ground for, um, for oh driverless cars. So many pedestrians. It's a mess. It's a fucking mess. So many pedestrians, so many one-way streets. Um, so so yeah, traffic. It is a lot of traffic. Um, Construction. Yep. Um, the um, the M-City test, test facility, it says, has two, three, and four-lane roads, tunnels, simulated tunnels, simulated roundabouts, um, ramps, crosswalks, lane delineators, curb cuts, bike lanes. Bike lanes are interesting. Um, hydrants, sidewalks, um, yeah, and so it's super cool, and actually, it's, like, kind of on the secret secret, like, it's got a, a fair number, a fair bit of security, um, because they're finding out so many important things, um, yeah, so the little bus that I saw by my office building is one of their, um, one of their ones that they basically uh, okayed to be out on the road, but only in a set perimeter. It's called a geo. Oh, I already forgot the name. But basically, what it is is that they give the automated vehicle a prefixed route, like a fixed route. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. a bus route, so that it continues to travel the same route over and over again because it's easy to program it to just follow the same pattern over and over again and refine its abilities. Um, so some of the studies oh. they're working on are interactions between motor vehicles and bicyclists under existing infrastructure, infrastructure using large-scale naturalistic data, explanations and expectations, trust building in autonomous vehicles. Trust your robot friend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuel Ned. company optimization of heavy-duty vehicles using connected vehicle technology. There needs to be a specific requirement that very clearly says that cars, self-driving cars, need to respect other vehicles on the road. Mm, right. And, and all the technical definitions that that encompasses. <laughs> if that's programmed in, sorry, if, if that's defined and then programmed in, and and not like not just left to to whatever to interpretation, but very specific. Mm -hmm. Then I'm definitely I definitely will safe will feel safer on the yeah. With yeah. more self cars. Yeah, but again, yeah. It, it's like, and it, it might even be a problem of uh, that that turns into a lobbyist problem. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. when, yeah. When laws are defined. And you know how people complain about bicyclists on the road 
right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be lobbyists uh, uh, fighting for less restrictions, you know, on how uh, self-driving cars are supposed to handle bicycles on the road. Well, that's garbage. I'm sure, that sounds awful. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's happening right now. But some, someone out there is thinking about it. <laughs> I'm sure are already thinking about the legal ramifications of all this. Right. And say that it should be a standardized decision because right. the public mm-hmm. good yes. is more important than excuse me. the individual yes. whatever. Yes. And also the driver is much more protected inside the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have airbags and, you know, a couple inches of solid plastic in between you and whatever you're running into. Great hometown hoedown throwdown. Yes, thank you, George. Yeah, <laughs> A plus. All right, let's uh, let's give some recommendations real quick. Well, uh, go watch Metropolis on Netflix. Um, <laughs> go read the two awesome web comments, comics, comics, uh, questionable content. And Alice Grove, they're both by Jeff Jacques, and they both explore um, AI and robots and the future of humans, AI and robots. And it's also super funny and has lots of musical references. Yes, um, highly recommend. Another one that I would put forth is not a webcomic, it's a comic comic, um, and it's called Alex and Ada. And. uh, it explores the um, ramifications of human-like androids in the future, and like I don't know, it's really good. It's it's a it's not very long. I think there's two volume, like two collected volumes, um, but it's very good. Uh, Who's the author? So it's stylized as Alex plus Ada, Ada, mm. Ada, and the um the author uh, the authors are Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughn. Cool. Nice. Um, so I have two recommendations. The first one called it's a webcomic called 2D Goggles. Um, it's about the fictional, of course, adventures of um, of Babbage and Lovelace, which is um, Ada Lovelace and Charles Babbage. Ada Lovelace was a brilliant woman who lived in the mid uh, 1800s, and she came up with the first um concepts on paper of um of a computing machine so even before alan turing before all that um uh development she came up with the first idea of a computing machine and charles babbage also um had an idea for a very complicated um creation of like a counting machine something that would it's just a very cute um webcomic about their adventures to fight crime and their and uh, it's it's very entertaining. Um, and you learn stuff. And you learn about history because it's it's great. Um, the author is um, Sydney Padua, and she published the book of the comic. And it's um, so not only is it about technology and history, but it's she does a lot about um, drawing and uh, her process with that. Um, and then my other recommendation is, um, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with um, so the the series called So You Want to Be a Wizard. Yeah. Um, they're young adult books, but they're so great. Um, the third book in the series, I believe, is called High Wizardry. 
Mm -hmm. And um, these books also, by the way, are by Diane Duane. Diane Duane. Um, but it's called High Wizardry, and it's a fun, just a fun fiction about how this girl mixes her um, love of technology with magic, or wizardry, I should say. But it's it's just fun to think about computers that way. So. Yeah. Um, and, as um, just as a as a tip, you will probably find those in the children's section of a library rather children, than the okay. section. Okay. Ned, um, artificial intelligence. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's a good place to start. Is there like any no. like tech things you like follow? One of my favorite uh, industry web magazines is called EE Times. Okay. okay. So like electronics electronics times <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why it's two e's but it's two e's ee times and so uh, you know that's that's just like you know electronics and uh, technology industry uh, okay. news and i get i get a lot out of there do you follow anything interesting on twitter besides my twitter bot <laughs> oh i i follow so many things on twitter uh, it's uh, yeah it it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I like I like following personalities, uh, old personalities in the tech industry that know a lot. So like Steve Wozniak. Okay, uh, yeah, the Woz. <laughs> Please yeah. don't call him that. That's what they call him. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah okay. that's his nickname. <laughs> Jeez, okay. this is totally staying in. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> that's a great answer. Those are our recommendations, and if we think of more, which we usually do, they'll be posted on our Facebook page. All right. I think the last thing we want to do is um, we have a correction from we one do. of our previous episodes. George, you want to talk about that? I do. So um, um, in, I believe, our episode about eugenics, mm -hmm. um, one of our followers on Tumblr actually um, sent us a message. What's um, their username? I will, yeah, I'll, I will tell you their username, and I will um, read their message because it's very important, and we would like to do a correction. Um, they are called pens and peroxides, and according to their um, description, they are a chemistry student in, in um, college. So... Um, they seem like a very, very smart science person. Um, so the, the message goes like this. <clears throat> Hi, I've recently started listening to your podcast, and I love it. You three are great. Well, thanks, pens and peroxides. Golly. Hugs, 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 hugs. high fives, hugs, high fives, <laughs> blows <clears throat> and kisses in the air. It goes on. But I noticed in one of your first couple episodes that you stated Texas has only one Planned Parenthood now. This isn't true, and as someone from Houston who's used to people assuming the worst because, quote, Texas, unquote, it's pretty hurtful to hear it, to keep hearing this perpetuated. I'd appreciate a small correction because I know y'all are doing your best. We Texas are. Has, thank you for noticing. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, Texas has lots of abortion access issues, especially in the rural areas and poor neighborhoods, but it's a complicated place. About 45% blue in recent elections suffering from bad districting. We feel you, Texas. We know yeah. all about that. Um, the place you were thinking of with one abortion clinic is, I think, one of the Dakotas, which is a huge issue due to the fact that so much of the population is rural, so lack of access is really significant, and a large Native population being denied health care. Indeed. Kind of 
So pens and peroxides, we would love to extend a correction um, to you. It is correct that and Texas, to all of us, yes, all, right. of, us, all of our listeners. Um, Texas does not have one abortion clinic. They have multiple, and they also have multiple Planned Parenthoods. And it is indeed North Dakota that yep. only has one abortion clinic. It's in Sioux Falls. Yeah, Sioux Falls, North Dakota. Um, so if any of our listeners live in North Dakota and you need information about it, we're very sorry. First of all. But that's where you can find more information about that. Um, but I'd also like to slip in the aside that this pens and peroxide is very um, correct in citing the fact that there's a large native population there. Yes. Because if you listen to our eugenics episode, that that's tracks. why. That's <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much, pens and peroxides, for yeah, sending thanks. this note for catching us on our bullshit. Because sometimes we do. Right. And as to your, as to pens and peroxides. Um, complaint about, you know, people bad-mouthing Texas. I think that it that's often a product of, you know, us northerners talking about the south um when sometimes it's uncalled for cuz the north can be just as bad as the south. So, yes. Yeah. Questions, corrections, what yeah, are you? Yeah, we're doing telling us we're doing our best. I, I <laughs> we appreciate I that. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time yes, on thanks. another episode of the Triple Hooks. Yes. And thanks to our wonderful guest, Ned Nickerson. Thank you. For his time and expertise. Yay! And where can they find you on the web, Ned? Uh, if they feel like so inclined. If they feel so inclined, they can find me at my Twitter, uh, which is at Perro de Blues which I'm going to spell, that's P-E-R-R-O-D-E-B-L-U-E-S. Yeah. Right. Cool. Like the blues. Hmm? Yes. And listeners can find <clears throat> us at thetriplehoax.tumblr.com. At the can, Triple Hoax podcast on Facebook. They can find us at the Triple Hoax on Twitter, or they can email us. Uh, our email address is thetriplehoax at gmail.com. And we're on SoundCloud and wherever yeah. you like to listen to podcasts. Read us on iTunes. Please. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because we're not robot overlords. No, no. I promise. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Google to upload me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 That was good.